Welcome to Rollfair, a D&D podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. As always, we'll introduce ourselves. I am Devin the Dungeon Master. I'm Ryan, playing Seth the Tiefling Warlock. I am Brad, back from the dead. Um, Woo! I, <laughs> time for I know. Brad, uh, playing Arden, the wizard, I'm so far. <laughs> Kayla, playing Kaiji, Tabaxi Pirate. I am Austin, playing Sheru the Turtle. I am Ben playing Raina, the human ranger. Perfect. And Sarah is has ascended to the heavens. She has she has not died. She has ascended. She is going she is. to. It's actually funny because <laughs> that's <She> awesome. <laughs> She's currently flying in the heavens aboard uh, a Delta flight. <laughs> the goddess Delta. <laughs> Write that down. Next campaign. What's the name of the goddess of the Delta? Uh, of the angel. All <laughs> 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 the wings of love. Um, so, last time, uh, if I remember right, correct me if I'm not, uh, the wrong. party <laughs> won the game. We won D&D, guys! Sure, sure, yeah. Oh, I just we, lost the game. Yeah, we just lost that game. <laughs> yeah, thanks, I lost the game. Thanks. Um, you're welcome, people. <laughs> Of our listeners. The game. The game. Now we're, we're going to TPK. Yeah. <laughs> You're um, But uh, last time, the party um, went to the Unseen Hand and resolved Seth's debt. And um, the girl, Opal, the uh, tabaxi girl, and they were able to, to rescue her. Um, and... Asar blew up at Harkom, casting Inflict Wounds and then Cure Wounds on him, and scaring the bejeebies out of him. But we're picking up with the party having kind of settled off after that um, with next steps that we're going to take. The execution of Jasir, quote-unquote execution, is the next day, the next morning, if I recall. And, uh, what are you guys doing? Crying. <laughs> you probably are. Oh, we also neglected to mention, you uh, are entertaining Opal with a, an illusion of her desert home in in the room that you're keeping her company in. Oh, so the, ma- the major image? Yeah, yeah I, I, uh, sorry, I used one of your high-level spells. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's the child. end of the day. It was the comfort of child. Yeah, it's, it's it was nice. worth it. You succeeded. It's fine. <laughs> okay. It's a third level spell, man. <laughs> think of the children. But I did succeed. Okay. Yeah, I think after Haven, um, Rainer finishes with Harkol, <clears throat> uh, we finish partying like crazy people. But I, I don't know that there's anything necessarily until we just sleep. Yeah. Okay. So you guys pass out for the night, wake up refreshed in the morning, prepare your spells, and the execution is looming at you for the day. Um, was the rest of the party ever informed um, about what happened? <laughs> that we're getting kicked out. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, who knows I'm going about to the assume kicking out? Uh-huh. No, it's just... 
But what, I, I, what did I, I tell Seth? I told Carcone that we were going to be staying there at least until the thing, the day of just. He did here. say that. And, so uh, now it's a power play if we stay. <laughs> Which is the most Red Sands thing I've ever heard. It's all right. We'll just <laughs> drop a ton of gold on him. Just pretend nothing happened. So who's going and who's staying? I'd prefer not to go myself. Should I stay? Should I go? I'll stay with you. Thank you. Maybe we can gamble or something. Well, if you still have enough coin for that. I do. I've got the money I still need to pay back to Shrew. Oh, I mean, that'd be nice. <laughs> so, uh, yes, the hole had. Um, this is Ryan, not Seth speaking. The hole had 500 gold. So, Seth says, uh, Shrew, here is 250 gold for you. Oh, well, thank you very much. And that's all we had left. <laughs> that's all we had left. <laughs> that was in the hole, at least. That's all that was, that's all that was in the hole. I just thought you meant like, well, I, I gave you all the rest of the gold, Shrew. We're broke now. <laughs> I, I'm still the poorest in the party. <laughs> I don't remember how much I borrowed, but... I, mean, I don't remember either. That should cover it. <laughs> That's okay. You're, you're rich in spirit. <laughs> Thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rainer is probably going to go to watch the execution. Okay. Who else is going? I'm going to hang around Shrew. Whatever oh. he's doing. Well, if these two are gambling, we probably should uh, keep an eye on. I already forgot her name because it's been a week. Okay. Opal. <laughs> <laughs> the name that we, was said five minutes ago. We can multitask. Yeah, I mean, we'll just lock her in the room and. No, I mean. <laughs> that was a joke. She's used to it by now, right? She <laughs> 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 I, I imagine Asara is probably going to accompany me. Okay. <laughs> I'd say so. We, you should go. You have an eye for detail. Yeah, actually, keep Shrew and Arden here. Then you don't need to worry about them. Right in the morning. Sorry, I do want to um, cast your spells. Well, I just did that. But um, talk to Iris again. Okay. And see if he's still... If he's worse, if he's better. If okay. He's... What'd you do? Did you roll your percentages? Yeah. Okay. Did you succeed? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is the armor still cursed? So far, everything's Always. been a success today. <laughs> okay. So you speak to Iris, <laughs> and he, he materializes. He says, Ah, oh, Sim, it's so good to see you. I was worried about you. Oh, how come? Well, you didn't know who I was yesterday. Well,. And some I of the magic didn't work. don't really remember. Seems strange. Are you sure? Uh, yeah. I definitely would remember not having magic for a few moments. Are you sure you were not just bewitched? Uh, I can't be sure of anything right now. But you were not you yourself. Well, obviously. Well, I, yeah. Okay. You're not your current self. You didn't remember me. You didn't. Hmm. It was very scary. Take some notes. 
we'll see if we can figure it out. Okay. Have your turtle friend help you. I will. What, I mean, I, what happened? Are you in the room? In yeah. The room? yeah. Yeah, I just. I'm not we, keeping a secret. Yeah, this is the first time Sherry's heard about it. But yeah, you were. Yeah. Wait, what, what, what happened? I know you were having trouble uh, with spells the other day, but. Yeah. And then I talked to Iris, and he didn't remember me, and so. I don't know what's going on. Sometimes when I cast a spell, it works, sometimes it doesn't. And I'm kind of afraid that my magic is going. And thanks for the gift. <laughs> I mean, well, no. I don't know if I'm a wizard. Maybe I'm a sorcerer. <laughs> You're a sorcerer, Harry. <laughs> uh, can I make an arcana check? Sure. Ooh, net 20. Uh, 25. Okay. Dang. What are you arcaning for? <laughs> Understand what's going what on. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, the broad <clears throat> magic that exists Have in the world. Have I ever researched this magic before? <laughs> So, from, you know, looking at what you've seen and, and what's going on with Arden, what he's described, it seems like there may be some sort of innate spell casting almost that morphed to him that is being subdued with anything that's happening with, um, with Iris. Um, so if there is an issue with Iris, then it appears that there will be an issue with Arden's ability to cast magic. And, okay. But there's no, I don't really, I can't really connect any, like, possibilities of what could be going on with Iris. You know, it's, it's a spell that went wrong. Yeah. Uh, if I believe you've shared that with him, yeah. correct? Mm -hmm. So yeah. a spell that went wrong, he is now inside of his book. He is the book, so to speak. Yeah, because the book didn't exist until... And from what you can tell, just kind of piecing things together, it seems that it's very likely that Iris is the one that's actually casting the spells through Arden, hmm. and Arden and Iris are not aware of it. Interesting. Uh, Arden. Mm -hmm. This is this is a thought that, as you, as you explain your situation, um. Is it possible that Iris is casting the spells and not you are? And so whenever Iris is having issues, your magic is not working because it's his magic. I mean, the book is Iris, right? Well, I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, I've only... This is only a thought, I mean, it's... But... I feel like I'm alright, but I mean, you always feel like you're right when you have an idea. <laughs> no, that's a well-put idea. Well-thought-out, arcana-checked idea. I <laughs> <laughs> says I'm right. <laughs> the the, the Baron Sky says I'm right. No, it makes <clears throat> that, it, that makes a lot of sense. Because I couldn't cast magic before... I mean, the, most wizards spell. spend years learning their spells. Uh, I thought I was just, you know, a fast learner. In the manner of speaking. Gifted, one might say. A prodigy. It's, it's more like... Prodigy. It's, it feels similar to uh, um, Seth, where he gains his magic oh, no. from 
a patron. So I don't have a soul. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, oh, he's referring to Warlock's other it's souls. Like down at the bar, my oh. ear twitches. <laughs> not, not, not all Warlock's other souls, just a, a, a good number of them, though. Especially to, towards demons, because demons like the, like collecting souls. And devils, I suppose. Yeah. Fiends. Fiends. You know, I... Uh, so I still have Iris out. I'm just... I'm going to keep him out until... Um, I think I can just have him out. Yeah. For as long as I want. Sure. Because um, I haven't really been keeping him out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm just going to keep him out to... Um, Kind of keep an eye on him. Okay. He just hangs out, looks around, every now and again, seems a little bored. Okay, I originally cast Detect Magic. Sure. Just, all right. That's I, magic. I just I examine the book and just kind of look at it. It's magical. Hmm. It's a magic the, book. Well, yeah. <laughs> the, um... Uh... No, uh, no, not the school. I was just gonna say, the bag of holding that I have does not appear to be magic. Oh, nice. And neither does a SARS. Okay. Oh, it's did non-textual or whatever. I do, yeah, I do that every morning I've been doing that. Did you remove the gold for that? It's 25 gold per casting. It is? Uh, uh, the non-detection spell is. Yeah. Uh, his, non- the, he has no. the, other oh, the, arcane... the Arcanist Magic Aura? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm like... sorry. I thought you were talking about the... It's your reason why I'm on funds. Yeah. <laughs> no, this one's just an illusion. <laughs> like, this doesn't have... Yeah, there's no... <laughs> it takes 25 gold worth of your soul. Of silk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. I, I thought you were talking the non-detection. No, 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 no. The Magic Aura, because okay. I want it to be permanent. Understandable. Well, you're gonna do it for uh, 30 days. days. Uh, it's just 30 days. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. We'll get there. In we'll, a couple we'll, years. we'll get there in like two I, years of time. Yeah, yeah the rate of time we move. Well, hey, a teleportation <laughs> circle takes like an entire year. Mm-hmm. That's true. A year in game. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, so he's just out. That's that, and I think we should uh, keep an eye on. Will you keep an eye on me? True. Of, of course. I I could use your help. Blind, with this. Blind. I. <laughs> and we watch and laugh and point. <laughs> I am afraid that this is gonna get worse, and that the only usefulness I will have is as a decoy. Even worse than Seth was when he didn't have his power. <laughs> That's true, because at least Seth knows how to use a spear. Down at the bar, Seth's other ears. <laughs> be worse than a guard. I can't even hold a spear. Well, honestly, it's probably a little bit better than Seth because of your natural abilities. Well, I can hide, I guess. What use is hiding, though? I mean, it's going to last this far. Okay. So, as you guys finish up your conversation there, I'm assuming Rainer and Asar head off to the execution. Yes. Okay. 
So you guys pass through crowded streets, um, people going every, coming from every which direction, heading up to the temple, um, and the gates are open wide. They're not checking really for any magical uh, details, but there are torches everywhere, um, and. The crowd funnels into the temple courtyard itself. In here you see um, it's uh, well decorated in white, um, you know, really long, um, almost like tapestries of just pure white um, flowing down from, from each temple, uh, uh, you know, altar. Um, the, each temple has, there's seven temples all together here, three on the west, three on the east, and then one very large one at the very back, um, on the north. Um, the, uh, you see torches, uh, positioned at various intervals, um, monitoring the crowd, ensuring that the, the execution remains undisturbed. Um, the high temple at the back, um, you can, you can see signs of Uvamar on that, um, well manicured, um, uh, grounds filled with exotic flowers and shrubs, palms split the temple court courtyard in half, and granite paths create a rectangle about 150 yards long and 50 yards wide, um, the other paths lead into the temples of uh, of each god or goddess. Um, you can see priests and acolytes of the various order of the Katari Mungi um, along the temple walls and looking at the place of execution high up at the, the top of Uvamar's temple. Um, the commoners are in the courtyard and you see an image projected above the site of the execution, uh, which is clearly an illusion. <clears throat> and uh, you see the executioner and the accused stand near the headman's block as they wait for their crimes to be read. Anything that you're specifically looking for? When you say the accused, is it just one person? Or oh, is there there's, a whole... there's five. Okay. Um, I don't think I have anything specific. I think I'm just, because we have an understanding that this is already kind of false. I'm probably just keeping an eye around the crowd. Because, um, you know, I'm kind of in the middle of a very dangerous place for me. So, like, my, I'm just kind of... Partially focused on the execution, knowing that it's not real, okay. and part, but like a lot of my attention is just kind of like eyeballing, making sure that you know, just like you know, in I'm trying to stay calm, kind of thing, obviously, you know, but just there's that little bit of me that's kind of a little antsy. I would be a little bit more worried, but luckily, like Asar's next to me 
and just kind of it helps me stay a little bit more calm than I probably would have been if I had been alone. Okay, sounds good. Um, so as you guys are kind of sitting there, just with passive perceptions, um, some of the things you hear among the crowd are uh, talking about some of the people up there. Um, you hear Jasir's name uh, uh, as one of them, and you hear some of the people just kind of whispering behind their their hands. I hear that he kidnaps slaves for his underground den of thieves. And someone responds back, I hear, I hear that he's actually a sea monster in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you, you, as you kind of are walking through meandering, you, you just hear tip, uh, other things similar, similar like this. You know, he tried single-handedly to scatter an entire building crew. <laughs> Typical Yabankichi trash. He, he faced down an entire coven of clerics. Well, he tried to steal a riverboat in broad daylight from right under the captain's nose. And then, <laughs> as you get closer and closer, it gets a little more crazy. I hear he collects monsters like goblins and kobolds and stuff. He was forming an army to ransack the city. <laughs> and just similar similar things as you go. Um, hearing those those various things whispered about Jasir. And as you guys wow. get... Jasir's been pretty busy. <laughs> as you get closer... I kind of like make a note of these things because I want to relay them to, uh, to, to, to Mossy when we get back. Um, but as you guys get closer, the, the image that has been projected above the temple of Uvamar um, begins to shift. And you see a tall dragon born of reddish bronze color step forward and pull out a scroll. And he, he reads, To be executed for crimes against the order of the Katari Mungi, the coalition of southern city-states, and against the gods. Igdin Deru, attempted murder. Amze Akimi, theft of church assets. Sunu Kus, Treason and conspiring with foreign powers. Aitur Midran, disruption of the peace and conspiring against the state. Jasir, son of Gidon, murder of government officials, attempted murder of government officials, obstruction of justice, engaging in piracy, destruction of maritime vessels, attempted destruction of maritime vessels, assault of nobility, inciting a mob, Theft of government assets, treason against the governing order, blasphemy, public drunkenness, petty theft, and defecation in a public street. <laughs> <laughs> and the, as the list is read, you, you hear silence go over the crowd, almost they're, they're on edge. Um, <laughs> and the image of the dragonborn uh, shifts to him rolling up his list and the executioner steps forward. He's covered in just a black hood, black robes, um, has, a, has a very large bronze axe at his side. Um, and uh, the first prisoner is forced to the block. You see a Kugani man looking terrified and alone. He tries to resist being moved to the block. He's then forced to his knees and his head forced down on the block. You hear screams and him begging for mercy, then silence as the executioner's axe falls onto his neck with a dull thud. The second prisoner is brought forward, a T'Chawi woman, 
with a filthy threadbare dress. She calmly walks to the block with tears in her eyes and rests her head down. The axe quickly does its work as her head falls into the basket before her. The guards bring forward the third prisoner, a Kugani woman with broken horns. She stoically approaches the block and shouts loudly, I know that I have sinned! May the gods forgive me of my trespasses! She then submits to the executioner as another dull thump is heard. The fourth prisoner has grown increasingly panicked and tries to run, but is held fast by the guards in his shackles. A Tachawi man um, is forced forward and he screams and begs for his life, weeping to the bitter end as the axe thuds against the block once more. Jasir is finally brought forward. He looks straight ahead, unblinking and unmoving. His mouth is gagged, and he is forced to bow before the block. You see him thrash about trying to avoid his fate, then his body goes limp as the axe passes its judgment with a final thunk against the block. The crowd cheers the death of the criminals, and you see people come out of the bases of the temple with bread and drink distributed among the, the, the crowd. More cheers rise and prayers of gratitude are extended to the order and their protection against those who would defy the gods. As these prayers are uttered, the acolytes and priests from the temple walls pour what looks to be blood down the white cloths draped along the courtyard. The scene transform transforms from a look of purity to a look of death. The people grow, grow crazed, almost animalistic. Make a wisdom saving throw for both you and Asar. I'll be sorry. I don't know what her wisdom is. I should probably look that up. I'm guessing I got a ten. Okay. Uh, I got a six. <laughs> so not my best moment. That's okay. That's okay. You, you get a perspective of both. She has. Is there a somatic component to guidance? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Okay, well, it doesn't work for saving throws, anyways. There's oh, also yeah. tons of torches. <laughs> That's a good point. So, um, as Asar succeeds, Rainer, you do not. So, as the people start going into this animalistic, almost ecstasy and rage, um, you also gain that same feeling, the, the same sense of satisfaction and pleasure from the slain. You feel they were dealt justly, um, and th their blood needed to be offered to please the gods. You, you feel your purpose is to serve the order and give of your whole soul to the, the destruction of her enemies. As you revel and enjoy the blood that was spilt, your faculties are given back, and you can cannot bring back a recollection of the event other than the executions. Asar, she sees the people are losing control of themselves, as if some other force is grasping them. Their faces twist and contort, and they revel in the blood of the slain. You see Rainer losing himself in the revel revelry as well. A shadow passes over his face, and he appears to be possessed by something different. The time passes, and eventually he returns to himself, but he recalls 
than the experience. Raynor, Raynor, uh, come back to me. Are are you all right? Well, just why would you? I mean, you, yeah, we've been here. We've watched the execution. Raynor, mm. I've never seen you angry like that before. Oh, what? What came over you? I. I. I mean, I'm kind of angry at this bullshit, but I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, is anyone else still d- looking like like the animalistic? Pe- people seem to have gone back to normal, and this probably lasted probably 10, 15 minutes okay. um, of of this occurring, and people have seemed to gone back gone back to normal. Um, and as people begin eating and, and partaking of wine, the crowd disperses into to various parts of the city where more bread and drinks are being served. Can I make some kind of like an arcana check? Sure. Probably religion. Religion? Okay. Do you have her stats? I do have her okay. stats. That's a 10. Okay. <clears throat> what are you specifically looking for? Would she know anything about, like, would she have ever seen this before or heard stories of um, just this group mentality? Like, is there there something in the wine? Is there somebody casting a spell? Uh, Go ahead and roll again with advantage because she succeeded earlier. Okay. It's still ten. Okay. Um... So, she's never seen anything like this, but it occurred when the blood was poured over the white tapestry-like um, pieces. Um, and it seems almost like it was a ceremonial religious thing that occurred. Was it a particular temple or a particular All god? All of them. They they died. All seven of them red. Okay. Mm-hmm. I I don't like the look of it. I I don't like what they're doing here. I it it feels wrong. It feels like they have a a, a strong grasp, like a mind control over these people. I would explain why they've you know kept them under their thumb for so long. It's, it's more than... Uh, I assumed that this was a, a show of, of force, a show of order. I mean, that's usually what these, these kind of executions are, are for, is to, to drive fear into potential criminals. But this is almost like entertainment to get everyone together just to cast whatever they're casting. I... This Listen, is I don't, far more disturbing than I'd realized. Honestly, don't remember have any recollection of what you're talking about, but I do trust you that something did happen. Um, I will say we probably shouldn't speak of it, especially badly or poorly of this while we are out in the open. Uh, and it might be something to discuss amongst uh, some of the other uh, head cases as... Mossy calls them. Um, Someone else might have 
some sort of idea of what may have happened. I do apologize for... I mean, I don't remember losing myself, but I do apologize for that nonetheless. I should have better control over my faculties. Well, you didn't do anything since you don't remember. It was just that look. But you're right, we should get back quickly. So as you guys head back to the chipped pot, you see people revel, uh, can never say that word right, reveling and uh, enjoying the day off, as it will, as it were, um, and appreciating what the Order has done for them and their religious devotion. And with that, we will end the session there pick up with what happens next time. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, if you're listening on Spotify, you can message us. Let us know which one of us Devin should kill first.